I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Happy Tuesday, everybody. We, look at we are back. Days. I hope you There's are good things happening in, there. in the world at the same time as a lot of bad things. The way we got to look at changes it these days. Are coming. There's a lot of good things happening around the same time as a lot of bad things. Oh, yes, that's right. We're going to open the show by talking more about COVID. Why? Not necessarily well, around. We just saw uh, this article oh, yes, around that's right. We're going to open the show by talking more about COVID. Why? Well, but a family got together, threw a little party, and 18 people tested positive for COVID. A couple of them were got together. And the reason why people are doing and 18 people tested positive for COVID. We, a couple we, of them we, in the all, we all saw that and coming. And the reason why people are doing the face that's how it goes. They're saying, now, yeah. my... My, my we, prayers we all, and we my all saw that coming. That we, we all know that that's how it goes. Now, my, my, my prayers and my thoughts go to that uh, family. I don't support I'm violence never in that happy way. Or okay with people but there's a learning or injured peace in that for everyone else. Uh, that, that is what happens. We, but we know what there's we need a learning. to do. We know that we can that reduce the possibility of infection up to 70 percent. We know what we need to do. We know that we can reduce the possibility of infection up to 70 percent. All of us, where we don't want to be put out ourselves, we want to think more about ourselves and toxically individualist culture about the impact. We don't want to be put out, and we, we want to think to. more about so ourselves. That's a really powerful example of that. We don't heartbreak care. about the impact Truly we have on others, that family, but also for those that have contact with that family, et cetera, et cetera. Truly heartbreak. And I'm looking at the photos, so family, but also for those that might have contact with that family, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of cities, and I'm looking at the photos. Florida, we are hitting record doing something down there. Infections, and I'm looking at a lot of cities, including Florida, this past weekend. Y'all are doing something down there. And I'm looking at pictures of the beaches this past weekend, touching each other, and it's heartbreaking to see the crowds close in proximity. Reminder as always. Touching each six other. Six feet apart. Heartbreaking. Outdoors. So anyway, don't stay my, for long. My, my, don't be around people. Reminder as always. Masks. Six feet apart. Bam. You've been told. Outdoors. All right. Don't good stay news. for long. Don't be around so people. So this is coming out of the masks. UK. Bam. Now we got a little right, backstory quick, which is remember. So this is coming right out now, of the UK. Best. Now we got a little backstory quick, which is remember HIV infection and transmission is prep. The best protective measure we have for preventing HIV infection and transmission. I think it's like ninety nine percent effective, more so than condoms, and that prevents there is also it's like ninety nine percent effective, more so than after possible exposure and take within seventy two hours. Both of those will prevent the infection transmission after possible exposure. And that's why people take prep every day. hours so that they can have sex the infection or transmission. And other levels of protection every day so that they can also have partners that might be HIV positive. Other levels of protection. Other STDs and STIs that might be HIV positive. Now again, that doesn't prevent other STDs and STIs within twenty four hours. And we now know that there's the two one one protocol again, which I said basically means you don't have to take it every day. And we now that know that there's the two on one hours to 24 hours basically means you don't have to take it every day before your sexual experience two to 24 hours hours to 24 hours a little bit of heads up take two pills and then you take another pill 24 hours from when you took the first pill and then one more pill 24 hours and then you take another pill 24 hours from when you took the first pill and then one more pill 24 hours 
after the issue with that is some people say, oh, I forgot. And you have to trust people took it. Okay. But you have to have it. Some people say, oh, I forgot. You have to trust people don't have the money. They don't have access to prescriptions. They don't want to have it in their home because what will people think or say? There's so many things that They don't want to have it in their home because what we now are talking about a possible bi-monthly injection. Twice a month. Luckily, we now are talking about a possible bi-monthly injection. Twice a month. So this is research coming out of the National Institute of Health and they're showing that this new kind of prep administered so this is research coming out of the National Institute of Health and they're showing that this new kind of prep administered right now you know, studies happening in the world what is it say here 5,000 men from 7 different countries right now you know, studies uh, happening in the world what is it say here 5,000 men from 7 different countries and the study determined that the injection was as effective or more because so than the pill and effectiveness was about 99% now that's wild it's as effective or more because the effectiveness was about 99% which had shown some issues with liver kidney and that's going to help people from having to take daily stops so which we were had shown some issues with liver kidney and let's close out this segment on a very so very very that. hateful new study and let's close that out this segment on a very 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 hateful uh, new study when shown a photo on a dating shows app of a guy with a cat women they find him less desirable uh, when oh, shown yes. a photo on a dating app a of a guy with cat shimmers they find him and less desirable that's unfortunate oh, yes i have a cat we are a cultural cat anyone that follows me on social media and you've seen my cat that's unfortunate and if that makes me not dateable to you i love that fine and you're not on social media to me. You've seen my cat. It's funny we live in a culture that loves dogs. And if that makes me not dateable dogs, to you, I do that's not fine. know why. You are not there They're for great. Dateable to me. Cats are equally as great. It's funny we live in a culture that loves less dogs. Works. I'm not I home do not a lot. It's called care. They're great. Cats Mine are quite great. a lot of personalities. Well, less work. Uh, I also don't know what they mean when they say study on women. Where they sit. Mine is quite hetero. Where they black. Where white. Where they gay. Where they straight. I also don't know what they mean when they say study on women. Because if you don't consider those things, hetero. Where they black. Where they white. You're saying that those things don't matter. Because that matters. People's sexual orientation. Because if you don't consider those things, especially we're talking about things, you're saying that those things don't matter. And I wish people were better with their or at least talked so, uh, about those you know, I wish people were better with their research. Doesn't make your research universalizable. At least, or at least talked about um, those factors. But nonetheless, that doesn't stop make your research universalizable. That's okay because I'm quite bitchy myself when I'm at the event or coffee shop. People bring their dogs and dogs don't. That's okay because I'm quite bitchy myself when I've been known to say that I'm not sure I would date a dog and dogs don't shut up. Sometimes, and I've you know when I was on the app swipe left on someone that I might have their dog. I might have been known to have said that. You know when I was on the app swipe left on someone that I might have their dog. I might have been known to have said that. So maybe this is just better about cats. This coming back. I don't know why y'all hate on them. I really don't. There it is. So let's be better about cats. I don't know why y'all hate on them. I really don't. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about sexual accelerators. Now, a lot of us talk about the things. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about sexual accelerators. But what about a lot of us talk about and more aware of the things that us do not want to have sex? But what about being better and more aware of the things that do want to have sex? And then we talk about what it feels like when you are believing you are too much. We talk about that, and then we'll be talking about what it feels like when so stick around and listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q because of your mental health and ways to kind of cope with that. So stick around and listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. All right, we back. Question of the night. It's up on our Loveland IG page. Weigh in on that. You got a DM, question you want to ask us, slide on into them on the Loveland IG page. Sexual accelerators. Now, when we talk about sexual desire, interest, arousal, all those things, it's usually centered around what prevents us or blocks us from wanting to have sex, right? All the missing factors. But there's this other balancing element called sexual accelerators. So those are the things that allow us to want to have sex, right? It's the things that turn us on. Now, you would think that that's really basic and simple, but having done this work for decades, a lot of us haven't done the work to really understand the totality of our sexuality. And I'll say to them, what turns you on? And they'll say, you know, 
women, men, this height or something like that, really small factors will say, but what do they need to do? And then we start getting, oh, gosh, I really don't know. Really? What parts of your body are the favorite ones to be touched? They'll either say they don't know, or it'll be the same ones. And we don't always know these new ones. All right, we back. Question of the night. It's up on our Loveland IG page. Has weigh these, in on that. Like, you got a DM. Question you want to ask us. Slide on into them on right? the Loveland IG page. And the keys to figuring out sexual accelerators. Now, we talk about sexual desire, interest, arousal, responsive, more interested, and push us towards. It's usually centered around when. You know, it's not as simple as just add these things, missing factors, and remove these things, and all is well. Balancing element it is about understanding again these nuances that factor in and have a cumulative allow us to for some of them have sex. Right? It's the things that turn us on. They are contextual. You would think that that's some basic are more and psychological and emotional. But having done this work for Meaning, decades, a lot of us haven't done the work it's to really understand the right? totality of our sexuality. So partner choice I'll say them what turns you on. They'll say, we've said you know, on another women, segment, men, um, you this know, height or something like that. Really small factors. Say, but what do right? they need to do? It's not just what's and happening. And then we start getting, second, it's oh how we gosh, I really don't know. Really? What parts of your body are favorite ones to be touched? They'll either say they don't know, or it'll be the same ones. And I mean that. And we don't always know these nuances. And we don't always know these nuances. As vague or as specific as, well, is the room mask? And does that turn me on or turn me off? Sexual knowledge or non switches, right? Some people don't. And the key is figuring how's, out how do I smell? Well, how's the does room each smell? Individual need and that's what we talk that about. These little beautiful be things like adding things that are centralizing or eroticizing, like turn off the lights right? and we add flowers. You know, it's not as, as simple sense. as just add these things sounds. Things, like these are the addition as well. Because those things but can it is about understanding these nuances that factor in about the removal effect. So that's more the contextual. So for some of them, the lighting, the sounds, then there's psychological and those are a little more complex. Or psychological, that emotional, understanding meaning, what I need for some to people, feel safer it's in the, the environment. Do you right? want someone so to talk about your choice body matters? And as verbalize how they feel about segment. you. Do you want someone um, to you know, touch you in a certain place or a certain way? Right? It's um, not just what's happening it's in that second, right? It's how we feel about each other ourselves. Some of us are more spontaneous prior, and someone can just go symbolically in there and start kissing us. Okay. For others, we need more of a bridge. But also to look at the environment. And that's the addition. And I mean that need to get there. As vague or as specific as what is the room of mass and does that turn me on or turn me off? Do I even acknowledge or notice that penetration? But it's a small turn. But how do I smell? How do I get yourself in that middle of that space? And that's what we talk about these little beautiful things like adding things that are Centralizing or if I ask someone who's female identified or presenting what makes them feel sexy, they can tell me. Add some sense. But I'll ask a lot of people that are male identified what makes you feel sexy and they don't because those things can actually cross their pulse and spike arousal. That's not always again. Is there anything you need to see or smell? So that's one of the contextual What about like sound? I don't know. The sounds. And again, it's interesting because I think it's toxic masculinity, it's sexism, understanding what I need to feel. But it's time as adults to maybe do that work. To talk about your body. If we don't know our Feel about you, then we can't do known by others, and we can't necessarily have the kinds of um, sex or the relationships right? we want to have. Where, and so some of us just part of unconscious, and someone and can just kind of left out of lean in and start kissing us. And you know, for a lot others, of therapy, we need more of a bridge. We, uh, this is not something addition. we often talk to our friends about. Get there, and part of even necessarily have anywhere we need to get. The whole show, like sexuality, is a big umbrella term. I'm listening live. Often think it's just penetration, but it's this broad term. But what do you need to kind of get yourself in that mindset space? And it's often interestingly intricately tied. Historically, we can't have Someone who's totally. female identified or presenting what if makes we them have feel sexy, they can tell me that we have shame. But I'll ask a lot of people that are male identified what makes you feel sexy. Work they of being able to honestly know. I'll say, what do you need to wear? Express like, and talk about our true sexuality. That's shocking. To me. Is there anything you need to see that or smell? I don't know. Self-esteem. What about like sound? I don't enhancing know. things we can do. And, and, and again, it's interesting our, our because I think set it up it's, that way. It's toxic masculinity and sexism. That's that's the work. That's sexual journey. But it's not honored to maybe do that work. Journeys that are honored. If we don't know ourselves. 
then we can't be known by others and we can't oh, necessarily fitness, have the kind of sex right? or the relationships we want to have. But if you want to go on a sexual journey, and so this is just part of the consciousness. Take, you know, and summer left out of, or the year off you know, to a lot explore of my sexuality. People are like, what? We often talk to our friends about. You know, and then we even and drop into the deeper, of, darker you know, again, sexual path. The whole show I'm doing side show, live stream show, it's wild. You travel the country, you know, exploring food. And I want to destigmatize not sex, sexual health. You know, you can spend your afternoon intricately bird watching, or we can't have confidence. Totally. Whatever. If we have parts of anyway, ourselves, that's where that we're shame or guilt about. That's where the work is. It's and these accelerators. Doing the difficult work of being able to honestly be with me interested and express and talk about our true sexuality. What do I wear culture structure? That is one of the so most self-assessed confidence the gas enhancing things you, you can do. You gotta figure out for yourself. And also our, know our that society has set it up that way. Meaning the partner you're with, that will change as well. That's sexual journey. But this is the context or the psychology or journeys that are honored. But with career partner. Um, because it's a different thing I'm responding to, and they're oh, adding their fitness, own stuff right? to the system. But if you want to go on this sexual journey, so that's why we're virgin with every you know, new partner. Summer, right? we're virgin again every time with a new partner. To explore my sexuality. Who are they today? Are Who am like, I today? What? what do we need to you know? And then we even drop into Based the deeper, on darker what's sexual path. Yesterday, this week, like, you must be what's happened at work or with friends. It's wild. You travel the country. You know, Coming up next, food we're going to be talking about sex. Feeling like you're you know, too you much. You can spend your afternoon of mental health struggles, uh, bird watching, or reading about, and know, then we'll be uh, God, whatever, doing some DMs. Sex. So anyway, love that's where the journey lies. The new that's where the work is. Radio, it's these accelerators. What do I need that pushes me towards? That All right, gets we're me back. Interested. I can tell you a little story. Not always looking um, at it's personal what do story, I but I think it's valuable. Relates to the topic. So use that feeling sometimes. Gas pedal too much. You got to figure out for yourself, and also know that it's contextualized. Meaning the partner you're with. That will change as well. We're with Powerful partner. I this remember, is the context I remember, I remember of psychology all of or emotional and, uh, experience. And we're on a date. But with and another being myself. <laughs> because it's a different it's thing very I'm to. And they're and, adding their own you know, stuff to the system. Energized. Change. And having so fun. So that's why we're a virgin with every new my partner. My date turned to me. Right? We're a virgin again every said, time with wow, a new partner. wow, you know you're a lot, right? Who are they today? Who am I today? There's so much in that statement. First off, it was very shameful. What's occurred yesterday who I am and how I show up in the world. what's happened at work or with friends. Because there's no right way. There's no right amount of energy to have. Coming up next, there's We're no be too much or too about little. Feeling like you're too much. Uh, there's no of level of, of happens for a lot of people. Or, and then we'll be. Or, uh, I don't know. Some happiness to be listen out to Love Line on Dr. Friday night on, on Channel Q date. and on Radio The Crush. Right. Take the compliment, but I digress. Um, but what's interesting is that they were centering what they're comfortable with and implied that anything outside of that that they didn't feel chemistry or compatibility or, or comfort with that that was bad or wrong. And also my response basically was, oh, wow, I'm not too much. You're too little. I'm not going to walk around with that shame. Like, I think I'm too big for you. I think I'm too much for you. You, you are overwhelmed by my awesomeness. You know what I mean? I didn't, oh, right. I didn't say it in such a patronizing way, but um, that was personal the story, but I think I worked myself through to the topic while on the date feeling sometimes and also like on the way home too much because your mental health just struggles. trying to really explore like what, what perspective so, and narrative do I want to have? On I was on this happen. How do I want to walk away impacted by what just happened? And I said, I remember, I, I'm not going to remember all person to make me feel like how I am is not okay. And I was being myself that it's beautiful and it's my strength. Very gregarious. And there's a lot of people that would value it and my you work know, is finding individuals who energize that and, and I have having fun and this isn't the right person for my me for to a multitude me of reasons and that's said one of wow them. you know you're a lot also, right? who says that they also implied that I was There's in so on much well, like, yeah of course I know first I off am. it was no, very I don't know that and I'm not towards so, who I am you know here in that a couple things one because there's no right way there's no right what we take away from to have an interaction there's no too much or too little do I want to take away something neutral do I want to take away feeling bad do I want to take away nothing do I want to take away feeling better I don't know happiness to be out on a 
a night perspective on, a on this. That's still rooted in crush, reality, right? Um, take the compliment. And we also don't have to be made to feel um, like it's us. That's but what's interesting wrong, is that you know? they were this person was uncomfortable with me. What they're comfortable that doesn't with have to be and implied that anything bear, outside right? it's for them that they didn't feel because there's other people that love my energy with and my power. That was bad strength, you know. So the topic becomes my response. Basically, was feel wow because we have mental health struggles. You're too little, right? Depression. I'm not going to walk around with fear. that shame. Like, I think I'm sad. Too big for you. I think I'm too Mourning much for you. a loss. You, that maybe you were overwhelmed by And that's a cultural awesomeness. Because you know culturally, I didn't, I didn't say it in such a that sometimes you are. patronizing way. But I mean, when we hand down a tissue, the process, sometimes I work myself through. Other times it's because we're trying to quiet the them day. down and shut them down. Yeah. So on the way home, we say something like, it'll be okay. Just trying to really explain I'm overloaded. I don't want to be present anymore. This is too much. How do I want to walk away with you? What just happened? And I said, I'm not going to allow this person to sitting in emotion. How I am is not okay. Tolerating them. Because I know that it's understanding and they can come in different levels and of there's power. a lot of people that would there's value no it right and my work is finding the individuals who do energy value to have around I have emotional and this emotion. is the right person for me for a multitude and of reasons it's okay for us to feel big or to feel also, small who says that? It's okay for us to have they a lot of energy that I was in on it with them well like yeah of course and I want to be very thoughtful about no, I don't our commentary that we put out there on here in that a couple things because that person might be working really hard on self-acceptance what we take away from and you might have really inhibited or traumatized don't want to take away something neutral don't want to take away feeling bad luckily I was nothing don't want to take away I chose empowerment and, and really What's make what I want to make out of it and say, do I want to do I read that and take that in or do I leave um, that? But not everyone also is. Don't have to be able to feel the trauma and not feeling wrong. Worthwhile. You know, and this I want to uncomfortable with me. That doesn't we never know who might be in terms of mental health. We never know what's coming. Because there's other people that know what's ahead. energy. God bless. I hope we don't have to encounter any more traumas that we have. So the topic but maybe we do. We and sometimes feel it's not okay for people like to feel like that makes them undateable or right? unrelatable. Depression. We know that anxiety, people that are struggling need fear, help. Then help them. Sadness. Be there. Mourning with a loss. That maybe we're people too much. better off for having. And been that's with a cultural you. issue. How about we empower because culture people? Because culturally, imply. But imagine that sometimes dating you are. in a way where anything I mean, makes you hands on a tissue. With you, sometimes shame because they need one. Other times, just because we're trying to quiet them down. And it might sound like a big deal. Maybe we say something like, "It'll be okay." For some people, it is. I'm overloaded. I don't want to be present anymore. This is too much. I'm not comfortable sitting with you. Or something that they were afraid of. And so we don't culturally value however you move through the world. Hypermanic, hypomanic, high energy, low energy, hyper depressed, power, anxious. There's no way. It's okay. You're okay. You're okay as you are. Around and the work emotion. is to find people that can right? find the value and beauty. And in that. it's okay for us because to feel it's not big about or assimilation and It's okay for us to have a lot of energy or a little bit of energy. We do. And we want to be very want thoughtful about an awareness of commentary how we that we put it's out there okay on someone else. To want to work because that person might be working really hard on self-acceptance, but that doesn't mean that who we are is bad or wrong. Inhibited or traumatized or negatively impacted mental health-wise, you know. And so we want to be very thoughtful about this idea that some people are too much in a position where I'm able to hear that, and that doesn't mean that they're too much in general too much for everyone. Do I want to change. Do I agree with that? We don't take necessarily that in or do need to I always that? focus on changing but not ourselves everyone is. other people's comfort. And some people are trying to heal the, right? heal the trauma. Sometimes the work is the person who's uncomfortable. I want to say that going into acceptance. We never know who we're going to be in terms of our mental health. We never know what's coming. I wish my date had just allowed me. We never know what's ahead. Or they had tried God to let me try to find the beauty in this. Or let me settle have. myself down because for whatever reason I can't tolerate someone being happy. It's not okay for people to feel like them undateable or unrelatable. So sit with that. We know that people that are struggling need help then help them. Again, leave people better off. with them. Leave people better off. All right, coming up next, slide in into those DMs. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris But imagine dating in a way where anything makes you uncomfortable, you don't agree with you, shame and pathologize, and you leave people worse 
$100 off. And it might sound like a big deal made of something small. And for some people it is, and for others it's not because it's a repetitive experience they have or it reinforces something that they were afraid of. And so I want everyone to know that however you move through the world, hypermanic, hypomanic, high energy, low energy, hyper depressed, anxious, it's okay. It's okay. You're okay. You're okay as you are. And the work is to find people that can find the value and beauty in that. Because it's not about assimilation and conformity and watering ourselves down. We do want to have an awareness of how we impact others. It's okay to want to work on changing some elements or aspects of us, but that doesn't mean that who we are is bad or wrong. And we never know what's down the road for us mental health wise. And so we want to be very thoughtful about this idea that some people are too much, too much for you maybe, but that doesn't mean that they're too much in general, too much for everyone or that they need to change. We don't necessarily need to always focus on changing ourselves for other people's comfort. Right? I think Sometimes the work is the person who's uncomfortable going into acceptance and settling down and just allowing. I wish my date had just allowed me. Or they try to say, let me try to find the beauty in this. Or let me settle myself down because for whatever reason, I can't tolerate someone being happy and expressive. You know, so sit with that. You know, it's work that we have to do on ourselves, but also on how we relate to others. Again, leave people better off. You know, that's what the work's about. All right, coming up next, slide in into those DMs. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. So I understand being paranoid. I think that there's actually some, it's, it's worth some level of anxiety, a healthy level of anxiety that the world isn't as safe as it had been. And there are things we need to be aware of. I don't want people to be paranoid, but I, it's okay that people have some anxiety. I think that is what's going to help us stay safe. When people get too comfortable and confident, they let their guard down and they don't keep following the protocol. And that's when things get really, really bad. So I'm okay with the anxiety. Um, you met someone, congrats, that's really beautiful. This is a great time to start that process. We can have some really beautiful FaceTimes and phone calls and texting and pictures. All right, it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sexy world and we want you to explore with confidence. All right, this one says, Dear Dr. Chris, the coronavirus has made me super paranoid. I went out for the first time since March last weekend and actually met someone. But instead of small talk, I asked them if they'd been sick and how they were staying safe, and it kind of ruined the conversation. Is there a cool way to talk about these things? Well, first off, congratulations on re-entering the world a little bit. It's been good for a lot of us in terms of mental health to get out there, see other human beings, see some new environments, get a little newness and novelty. So I'm glad that that was doable. I'm also glad that you were feeling safe enough to do so. I hope you were wearing a mask. I hope you were hanging out outdoors, not for long, and not around crowds, because again, that still matters. And wash those damn hands. So, <laughs> I think in one level it's important we talk about these things, especially if we're going to talk about having sex with someone or hooking up or making out or going out on another date or whatever it is. And I also do understand that this is a this is we're in a pandemic. It's understandable that that's a you know continually centered talked about topic. It's ongoing. It's actually not only ongoing. It's also constantly evolving. And we're, we're we're finding out new facts. Sometimes horrifying new facts and really learning a lot about the people around us. They're selfish and all sorts of stuff. So there's a lot in it, right? So I understand being paranoid. I think that there's actually some, it's it's worth some level of anxiety, a healthy level of anxiety that the world isn't as safe as it had been. And there are things we need to be aware of. I don't want people to be paranoid, but it's okay that people have some anxiety. I think that is what's going to help us stay safe. When people get too comfortable and confident, they let their guard down and they don't keep following the protocol. And that's when things get really, really bad. So I'm okay with the anxiety. Um, you met someone. Congrats. That's really beautiful. This is a great 
great time to start that process. We can have some really beautiful FaceTimes and phone calls and texting and picture share. So allow that. I think that that is super stunning. That's great. Um, small talk isn't for everyone. I tend to be one of those people where I go really deep really quickly and, and I want to really connect with someone and I want more authenticity. And so I'm not really much of a small talk person. If I have to have small talk with someone, I often right, would opt back. out. Now it's time um, for some I'd rather just kind of smile and sit in silence. Yeah, it's important stuff. Go find Why? Well, we are talk with our bodies. So something we don't about having some depth of conversation, especially if that's how you really health are. Always and I am. And so I want to find people and that are compatible with that and enjoy that. Because if they don't, and they don't like a lot of transparency and vulnerability, it'll never work. I'll always feel, I don't know, their inability won't feel good to me. And it gets perpetuated because we have these different systems where psychology is seen over there. Now, asking them they've been sick and how they were staying there. safe and it's Depends never combined frame it and you know, you just I, I do, do think that, that that's a little challenging in my practice I do try to like aggress more somatics and more the body focus and that's what we do talk about exercise and movement um, it's a good way for people but I don't, I don't that think it's bad familiar with that to reconnect to their body and to touch and to kind of just get conversations but much like talking about sexual health we'll be focusing on that down the road but tonight I want to talk a little bit about male body positivity this is for people that are male identified this kind of falls under some of that you might want to say like some people that are female identified that maybe have more of a masculine it's important to talk about the levels of infections in our area. And for those so individuals, there is some often, room for some they of feel as though yeah, they it's need not to the most arousing a lot of conversation. So be aware now of yourself. That's something I that I encountered. Be aware of yourself. Male. Track yourself. And when you feel like I was swimming in that and, and not really asking any questions outside that, I had to be muscular. I want everyone to have something that can be very terrifying for conversations to happen with a person and on themselves. And be aware of that. What's called having an observing ego. We're not really sure what gender presentation they feel comfortable with or what pronouns or life. And they're not really sure that. where they fit in. For some of us, start talking too much about that. that journey change topic. at the gym. Read the other person's expression. It can be normalizing to lack of interest and it can or be frustration. And, and it's okay and to then shift gears. For you, but it you know? can have a darker side to okay, it. Okay, question of the night. It's up on our Love Energy page, so weigh in on that. We'll also and be doing a little body positive because it's Tuesday night. Listen to Loveline. It can choke early on, it can choke later in one's journey, but let's look at some of the stats. So this is this is really heavy and concerning when I read these numbers. So four in five men, four in five, discuss their appearance and have distress about body image. And that usually centers around not feeling masculine enough or, or not strong enough. Um, and four in five men, that's about, the numbers are about 80, that's about 80 plus percent. That is, that is too high. 60% um, of men, also struggle with wanting to remove body hair. So that's why when I talk about body t body positivity, it's not always about your body size or shape. It's about anything connected to who you are as a human being in terms of your physical presentation and your physicality. And, uh, you know, often it's thought of as just something that plagues women, you know, their weight or body hair, femininity, but toxic masculinity, the system, these ideals and norms that trap all of us, but especially people that are male identified, that's a huge number. 60% um, want to remove their body hair. Body hair is a natural part of being a human being. All right, we're all back. Now it's time for some body hair. It's just how thick is yeah, it? It's important how stuff. dark Why is well, it? We are uh, how bodies. prominent is we it? And again, for someone who's female identified, it's a lot more traumatizing will always to be impact very mental health. hairy. And, and it is also things for happening some to our mental health will also, that also occurs very much in separate the men who have sex with Culturally, men though, we try to kind of chop it in half and we ignore the impact of one on the other, but we can't do that. And it gets perpetuated because we have these different systems where psychology is seen over there. 
there. For some individuals, and, though, it's very know, biological confirmed is treated when individuals there, are and never testosterone and body hair and starts to grow. start to do that. And that's one of the things that really my practice is I try to include more somatics and more of a body focus issues. And that's what we do talk about exercise and movement. That's a cultural problem. That's not an issue with that to reconnect to their body being on the receiving end and to kind of just get more grounded in expectations. That's not. We'll be, we'll be focusing person, on that down right? the road, but tonight I want to talk a little bit about norms. male body positivity. And really being careful about our expectations, but also the penis owners. This is even for some people that are female advertising. That maybe we have to even look at the things that we support and the things we post, because that continues to perpetuate and reinforces often the feelings that we get to occupy a lot of space. And that's why someone like myself, I post certain photos and make certain messages and text to really challenge the norm to really be a man. I had to be big, I had to be muscular, to be acceptable. And that was something desirable. that could be very terrorizing. But those numbers are far more problematic. Statue or and, someone who's you know, the gay community. The numbers stuff. are even higher. What I mean by gender stuff is someone who's not really There's sure what gender high number of they feel gay individuals that have, and they're not really sure where they fit in. And for some of us, related to their relationship and their feelings about their body, and that's why I push back on normalizing to go to the gym because it's a large cultural mental health issue. And people don't realize that some people are going to have a darker side to it because they just naturally were born meeting the standards, and they don't understand what the struggle is like up or they're or they can show up early on it can show up later in one's journey but however they stats. show up in terms of their physicality and their body this is, presentation this is really so this is heavy and concerning this is also far in some people that are so four in five when the gender that they were given or diagnosed at discuss birth their is something that they're comfortable with and, and have to stress about who they are and so they and don't that usually centers around not feeling masculine enough again we see this in a lot of women's magazines and the lives of and four in five men it's about the numbers are often feel safe talking about it plus percent that is too that part of it itself is also not seen um, as masculine. 60% of um, men. But again, sitting around in social circles, I, wanting to I do hear these discussions more so. So that's why when I talk um, about body We're going to take a little break. When we come back, though, we're going to talk more about what are the signs it's about anything connected you yourself to struggling with some of this. Because some of this is a little more coercive. physical not presentation and physicality. And a high level of distress. You know, for some people, it is just something that plagues women. It's so familiarized to them their social circle that they don't even realize that. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some signs that Maybe this is some ideals work norms that you need to do. All Listen of us, to Love Line with but us, especially people that are male identified. And on That's a huge number. Um, 60% all right, we're back. Hair. And body hair is a natural part body positivity. of being a human being. And tonight we're focusing more on those body that are male, male it's identified, just how thick is it, how male dark is it, and we're uh, talking how prominent about is it. And again, for some of female identified, it's a lot more traumatizing as a human being on the receiving end of cultural norms and, and values. And it is well as well for some men. And that also occurs very much in the male sexist men's world. As LGBTQI individuals, where there is a smaller subpopulation in some cultures to be as hairless as possible, I see body hair seen as gross or dirty. LA is an example. For some the West side, it's very gender confirming when individuals are going on testosterone and body hair starts to grow. So East side tends to be individualized and subjective. But 80% having issues and distress around their body bodies, that's a cultural problem. That's not an issue with individuals. That's the individual toughness. But those are stereotypes. There's a lot of things that fall cultural norms and values and expectations. The point that's saying that is that for some people, the work is about just finding those spaces that value who you are and really being careful about our expectations 
socialized language in environment that doesn't we have to look at media and advertising we have to even look at the things that we support and the things we post because that continues perpetuates and reinforces or it challenges and weakens and that's why someone like myself I post certain photos and I make certain messages and texts to really challenge and normalize a wider breadth of ability to present to be acceptable and to be desirable that we see but those numbers are far more problematic and you know, the gay community, the numbers so sure are even higher. Who you are in the kind of There's world you live a high number of, in, of in gay individuals that have considered kind of a thought about suicide watch. Really related to their relationship and their feelings about their body. And that's why I push back on things that are body shaming. Because it's a large cultural mental health issue and people don't realize that. Some people are genetic lottery winners because they just naturally were born meeting the standards and they don't understand what the struggle is like. Or they're living in social circles that really value however they show up in terms of their physicality and their body presentation. So this is foreign to them. This is also foreign um, to some people that are cisgender, as long or the gender that they were given uh, or diagnosed at birth small penis is something that they're comfortable with and authentically speaks to who they are, and so they don't think about these things that they have no control um, over, such as Again, we see this in a lot of women's magazines and the lives of women, women talking about these pieces, but don't often feel safe talking about it smaller, those that are male, male identified, because that part of itself is also not seen as masculine. But again, sitting around in social circles, I do hear these discussions more so. Kind of um, watching we're going to take a little break and when we come back though we're going to talk more about what are the signs that maybe bodies you yourself are struggling again, with at some of this because some of this is um, a little more covert of teenage boys, not all of it's a high number is, so to the again, extent of a high level of distress or for some people it even is but who we're talking it's become to, so familiarized to them that 90% of teenage boys so when we come back we're going to talk about some signs that maybe this is some work that you to do listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio to be larger and muscular muscular and have a lot of strength um and 63 million men in the u.s alone experience body dissatisfaction now that's where things like going to the gym can come in and help and they can help someone feel more empowered more muscular more accepted but that doesn't change change the norms and values of our culture that has created that distress that has led everyone to feel the need to meet those norms what if we just exercised for fun what if we just exercised in an athletic sense? What if we just exercise for health reasons and to feel good? What if it wasn't about changing our bodies? What if we just talked about our bodies being okay as they are? Wouldn't that be stunning? We do have the control to do that because people create culture. Culture is at the mercy of people. We have the power to shift it and change it and we need to. That's, that's the work. So here's the signs that maybe there's an issue and you might wanna get some therapy or you might wanna do some reading around some body positive books that challenge toxic gym culture and diet culture. My book Rebel Love powerfully dives into that. And I also frequently recommend working out with a trainer, if you want to use a trainer that believes in health at every size, that won't talk about weight loss and calorie counting, because again, that's rooted in body shame and living up to an ideal that's not rooted in authenticity or learning to love the body you have or focusing on how it feels, right? So I want to get away from those terms, and there are trainers and gyms All that right, are we're back, not, and we're doing a little but body positivity. Locally, and today we're focusing online, more on those who are male, well, male-identified, body, body positive. Um, and we also want to look for a dietitian that is a part of diet culture, and they call 
called an anti-diet dietitian or someone who believes as a human being on the receiving end of cultural norms and values because culture does tell us what we should try to achieve culture does tell us what is seen as most desirable on socialization live in family subpopulations or culture out that normalize other things if there's a rigidity prominent in the gay community and anxiety for just going out to eat an example you can't stick to a meal the west side right anxiety or gym culture based they're more exercise or work out body hair they're more about tanning it's more of that rigidity it's that high structure it's that anxiety and that's normalizing and that has more desirability geared towards people with larger bodies if you're constantly checking your body I see people at the gym constantly pull their shirt up making sure their abs are there and looking good it's like those are stereotypes and there's a lot of things that fall between and outside of that but point in saying that is that for some people the work is about the way you're just finding their spaces that value for fun or feel good and that if you're socializing in an environment that doesn't honor value and so check in on it does it feel fun do you feel free or do you feel trapped does it look like it's going to be a lot of struggle because as we eat as our bodies change as we want everyone to feel comfortable and safe in every space we can't always but in all the meantime, we have to look at a micro level as size or shape we, we have to. Um, and I want people what are we to also looking at in porn? Are we looking at the kind of body we have and the kind of bodies that have their worth and value? Because if not, we're setting ourselves up to eroticize a standard that we don't live up so to. That's so the make sure you're also aligning. How can I enter the kind of gym or workout saying, I have no goal other than to work out in a way that feels good. I don't need to stress. I don't need to sweat. I don't need to push myself. It doesn't have to feel good or to feel bad. It's okay to be fun. Fine movements and exercises that are fun. There's so many ways to do it. You can stretch, you can body run, size, you can jog, you can dance, you body can, hair, um, the kind of things that turn you jump on. And I put a post on my social media. You can do yoga. I was really pleased to see it got a lot of positive response where I was talking about normalizing all sorts of things. There's so many different forms of movement. Get erect, so just lose an erection kind of easily, and that's healthy and normal. That we don't always, hang out during orgasm and after uh, as long or as quick as we want. self-care. We need to stop making small penis jokes. That's body shaming. It's shocking to have to be punished people for genetic things. Still time to weigh in on the question of the night on our Love Life Sachi page. Listen to Love Life. Muscular on the new channel Q and on radio. We, we shouldn't punish or shame people for being larger, smaller, differently shaped because we're at the mercy all right of our we're genetics. back and now it's time for and questions of the night all creative tonight's question was an 18 year old woman said she snapped so after meeting her boyfriend's parents for the first time it can because mom told her if she was going to date her son and she needed to be on birth control kinds of body. So did the mom go too far but again looking at some stats so hi 90 percent of question night it's always on the love energy page and the answer you guys wait in let's see you have a lot to say delivery probably could use some studies on what's that 90 percent overall the message is that they aren't trying to be grandparents any I agree with you. The delivery could use some work. Is about that's like the understatement of the year, right? Space, uh, everything's in the larger and But yeah, it is interesting for parents trying to um, put their needs before the, the needs of another million men in the U.S. alone. Um, you know, adults are allowed to center their needs. Now that's and where if they don't like want to use birth control. It's their body. It's their choice. It's their relationship. And, you know, they can share that they're not ready to be grandparents. But often, it's not something you get to decide. It's something that happens to created that distress. Again, question tonight is... Uh, a mom, an 18-year-old woman, exercised told for fun. by her boyfriend's parents that if she's going to date the son, needed to be on birth control. Did the mom go too far? Someone said, way too far. I agree. That would be a red flag for me. I'd be like, would that be stunning? I'd have to have a conversation with people create the boyfriend and the mom at the mercy of people. I'm not open to having to weigh in on decisions that involve my life and my body. That's the work. Thank you, but no thank you. Somebody else said her body, her choice, or you might want to do some 
dancing around I agree some. That. I can't body imagine positive books that challenge someone toxic. make a gym culture for my body and diet in, culture. In any capacity, my book Rebel Love anyone. powerfully dives who it is. into that. Um, and you know, I it's also that, that's interesting, interesting thing. Out with I think a we trainer, all get to decide for ourselves. That Someone else said, I think it depends on the backstory. That won't talk about weight loss. Someone said, how many kids does this summer? And that's rooted in body shame. Sounds like his mom may have been through some things. Perhaps, authenticity. So it is. Love the body you have. We're often on the receiving end of decisions that our friends, family members, or children, and boys that are centered in that. Not not frequently, but if you can't find one locally, you decide for them. But you want to look for. You are you are you are very open, positive. And also want to look for that. You're like we got to contextualize part diet. Culture. Again, the question of the night is, can a mom tell her boyfriend's girlfriend <laughs> to go on birth control? If Somebody else said, if uh, yes, her ovaries, way, if she is cisgender, and her fertility guards are her and her only. So you're saying, yes, out. mom went too far. Agreed. Um, if there's a it's your body, your ovaries, you if you're cisgender, whoever you are, but yeah, always your body, your choice. I agree with that. That is like my values. But that's mental health. Mental health 101 is getting to decide for yourself, which is why I'm pro-choice because I understand the mental health implications of someone not having control over their body for one month, two months, nine months, the rest of their lives, et cetera, et cetera. And I look at everything first from the mental health perspective. And again, I can't imagine how unsafe it must feel to be in a relationship with someone or around someone's family who tries to assert control like that. I mean, we're learning a lot about the kind of parenting style that this person's parents engage in. God bless. I'm telling you, that's a red flag. There's more to come. You might want to consider whether or not you want to be a part of that family or at least set those boundaries quick. Those those moments where you handle that then and there, and you let that mom know our lives that I'm not that person. You are not going to be telling me how to run my body, my life, or my relationship. Check, check, check. Um, question tonight: Did the mom go too far? Someone else said yes. Immediately putting the burden and her responsibility for her BC on her. That's the work. How can I get outside of that? How can I enter the gym or workout? Saying yes, I have no goal. Somebody else said yes. She's responsible for teaching her son about protection, and they can decide what to use. I don't need to push myself. It doesn't educate. Have to hurt. It can be your child know the options are what's possible, what's available. You can talk consequences. So many ways you can to even lovingly weigh in on what you would prefer, dance, but you can't you demand can, um, or choose for them. Jump you could say, ah, I don't want do any more grandchildren or not ready for that. Do, but again, um, that gets forced on you. It's not always a decision you get to make. Again, question tonight was I love this one. 18 year old woman said she snapped after boyfriend's mom said, get on birth control if you want to date my son. Did the mom go too far? Someone said, I can't have There's too many zeros. We'll just go million percent. The girl's an adult. For that. Her sexual health is no on one's business, but her and her partner. Page. Bam. Listening to Loveline. Exactly. On the new channel. Exactly. On radio. These peripheral com. people like the parents, grandparents, do not get to decide. Someone else said her mom absolutely went too far. Somebody else said, nah, she's looking out for both of them. Young adults' futures. I, 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 she, you know, I appreciate her maybe saying, hey, let's consider this. Hey, have you thought about this? Hey, maybe try this. But I can't imagine telling another adult what to do with their body. Birth control, again, is not a tic-tac. It does have ramifications. People do have negative impacts and consequences lifelong as a result of having All right, we're back. Control. Now, let's Let's remember, it's not a simple thing. Night. It impacts many Tonight's systems question of your body. was, an 18-year-old um, woman somebody said, else said nope. She's looking out for both of her parents for the first time. Someone else said, yes. Because told her if she's going to date her son, and it's her body, her choice. Bam, bam, bam. mom go too far? I love y'all. And if point and high. And finally, someone said, tonight. It's always on our Love Line IG page. It's the girl's choice. You guys weighed in. Her body and her mind. Deliver 
fond probably because you saw work so Thank you. But overall, the message is that they aren't yet. trying to be grandparents. If the son is down with that, I agree with you. He can decide that he would be most comfortable. That's like the understatement of the year, right? But agreed, it shouldn't necessarily. But yeah, it is interesting for parents trying to take the precaution or to use the safer sex practices and go on birth control. You know, not everyone wants are allowed to center their needs. Even if they're not looking to have birth control, it's their body. It's their choice. It's their relationship. Maybe put it on him. Maybe she should tell him share this not to be grandparents or but to use often, condoms it's not something um, you get to decide but, I, but again I used that as an example that why is it falling again question the, the night is uh, person a mom an 18 year old woman to handle that right to cover that by her boyfriend's so I like parents, what you're saying um, that if she's going to date the son yeah, needed to be on birth control well did the mom go too Love far someone question it alright come up next we're going to be doing some DMs that would be a red flag you can do by sliding to the IG Loveline page I'd have to have a conversation you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris the boyfriend and the mom saying in video I'm not open to having you weigh in on decisions that involve my life and my body. Thank you, but no thank you. Somebody else said her body, her choice. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I can't imagine letting someone make a decision for my body in any capacity. Anyone. I don't care who it is. Um, you know, it's that, that's that interesting, interesting thing. I, I think we all get to decide for ourselves. Someone else said, I think it depends on the backstory. Oh, this is good. Someone said, how many kids does the son already have? Sounds like his mom may have been through some things. Perhaps, but so it is. Uh, we're often on the receiving end of decisions that our friends, family members, or children, or even partners make. Can't always, you know, control them and decide for them. Uh, you are, you are, you are very open, though. <laughs> I like that you're like, we got to contextualize this. Again, the question of the night is: Can a mom tell her boyfriend's girlfriend to go on birth control? Somebody else said, uh, yes. Her ovaries, if she is cisgender. And her fertility guards are her and her only. So you're saying, yes, mom went too far. Agreed. It's your body, your ovaries, if you're cisgendered, whoever you are. But yeah, always your body, your choice. I agree with that. That is like my values of, but that's mental health. Mental health 101 is you getting to decide for yourself, which is why I'm pro-choice. Because I understand the mental health implications of someone not having control over their body for one month, two months, nine months, the rest of their lives, et cetera, et cetera. And I look at everything first from the mental health perspective. And again, I, I can't imagine how unsafe it must feel to be in a relationship with someone or around someone's family who tries to assert control like that. I mean, we're learning a lot about the kind of parenting style that this person's parents engage in. God bless. I'm telling you, that's a red flag. There's more to come. <laughs> you might want to consider whether or not you want to be a part of that family or at least set those boundaries quick. Those are those moments where you handle that then and there and you let that mom know that I'm not that person. You are not going to be telling me how to run my body, my life, or my relationship. Check, check, check. Um, question of the night, did the mom go too far? Someone else said, yes, immediately putting the burden and her responsibility for her BC on her BC. I don't know what that means. Oh, birth control. Sorry. Yes. Uh, somebody else said, yes, she's responsible for teaching her son about protection and they can decide what to use. I love that. Educate, let your child know what the options are, what's possible, what's available. You can talk consequences. You can even lovingly weigh in on what you would prefer, but you can't demand or choose for them. You could say, ah, I don't want any more grandchildren. We're not ready for that. But again, that gets forced on you. It's not always a decision you get to make. 
Again, question night was, I love this one. 18-year-old woman said she snapped after boyfriend's mom said, get on birth control if you want to date my son. Did the mom go too far? Someone said, I can't, there's too many zeros. We'll just go a billion percent. The girl's an adult. Her sexual health is no one's business but her and her partner. Bam. Exactly. Exactly. These peripheral people like the parents, grandparents, do not get to decide. Someone else said, her mom absolutely went too far. Somebody else said, nah, she's looking out for both of them. Young adults' futures. I, 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 she, you know, I appreciate her maybe saying, hey, let's consider this. Hey, have you thought about this? Hey, maybe try this. But I can't imagine telling another adult what to do with their body. Birth control, again, is not a tic-tac. It does have ramifications. People do have negative impacts and consequences lifelong as a result of having been on birth control. Let's remember, it's not a simple thing. It impacts many systems of your body. Um, somebody else said, nope, she's looking out for both. Oh, you said that already. Sorry. Someone else said, yes, because she's an adult and it's her body, her choice. Bam, bam, blam. You guys are, I love y'all. Y'all are on point tonight. And finally, someone said, too far. It's the girl's choice, her body and her mind. Teach your son about condoms. See that? Thank you. We hadn't discussed that angle yet. If the son is down with that, he can decide that he would be most comfortable and prefer to use condoms, right? But agreed, it shouldn't necessarily be on her to take the precaution or to use the 